0: Welcome everyone to Plastic Science. I am, as always, your host, Eliza Brett. This week, we launch into our themed shows with Skin Part 1. We're going at skin from two major angles, sunshine and hyaluronic acid. Your skin is the largest organ of your body, and so it makes sense for me to start these themed shows right here. My own skin and I have been through many journeys together, from acne to tattoos, and I'm truly, really excited to talk about the cells that cover us. First. It's high winter in the Northern Hemisphere right now. Snow and temperatures have fallen, but the sun doesn't know seasons and neither does your skin. There is still a really high amount of UV or ultraviolet rays coming from winter sunshine. While we cover our bodies with clothes in the winter and less so in the summer, it's still important to remember the sun cooks us year round. There are three types of UV radiation, A, B, and C. UVC rays are relatively short, reaching from the sun to the ozone layer of the earth, where they get absorbed. UVB rays reach further to our bodies, having the largest impact on the outer layer of our skin, the epidermis. UVB rays are the ones that tan you. However, UVA rays are the ones to be most mindful of. UVA radiation terminates within the dermis of your skin, does not tan you, and is the main culprit for sun-induced skin cancer via DNA damage of your cells. Also, the effects of ageing are mostly induced by UVA. For example, skin that has been sunned over many decades loses its elasticity in a process called solar elastosis, which basically means that UVA radiation destroys your elastin, the molecule responsible for a bouncy, young-looking skin. So, how can you limit this sun damage? Sunscreen. Sunscreen, sunscreen is a miracle of physics and chemistry design, in my humble opinion. What Baz Luhrmann didn't tell you is that sunscreen has two main parts, the active ingredient and the emulsion. The active ingredient is typically an oxide, like zinc oxide or titanium oxide. These are small particles that can scatter UV radiation when it hits, diverting it away from your cells. The epidermis is made of a layer of keratinocytes, or cells that contain keratin, as in what your hair and nails are made of. By the same principle as the oxides in the sunscreen, the keratin in the cells can physically scatter the UV rays too. It's the biological UV barrier that all skin has. An SPF or sun protection factor of 30, for example, allows 1 30th of total UV that day to reach your skin, 3.3%. With SPF 50, 1 50th or 2% gets through to your dermis. So the difference of UV exposure between SPF 30 and 50 is 1.3%, which is not very much. The emulsion is what the oxides are mixed in, typically, some combination of oil and water, depending if the product has a smell or if it's waterproof, etc. So, if you see broad spectrum sunscreen, it's referring to blocking UVA and UVB radiation instead of just one. For example, the sunscreen you can tan with only blocks UVA radiation. I hope the lack of visible fingers doesn't prevent the perception of my air quotes. Of course, not all skin is the same. The darker the skin, the more melanin there is. This is hardly a secret. However, black skin, for example, has extra protection from UV rays. The actual chemical, melanin, is stored in your keratinocytes, the cells of your epidermis, in little packets called melanosomes. Melanin is a dark pigment, it has the ability to absorb light, and convert to heat. Think solar panels or how black surfaces get way hotter in the sun. So not only is there the scattering protection from the keratin, there's also the absorbent protection from the melanin. The real beauty of the melanosomes is in the cell where they sit themselves on top of the nucleus relative to the sunlight. They act like a parasol, shading the nucleus and protecting the DNA from cancerous UV damage. Melanosomes are to the nucleus, what a helmet is to your head, very protective. Next on the menu is hyaluronic acid. I'm going to call it HA from now on for the sake of our collective sanity. Clinique says of HA, this powerful humectant floods your skin with hydration and helps strengthen your skin's natural moisture barrier. Vichy tells us HA can plump and strengthen the skin barrier and protect it from pollution Lancôme writes that their iconic face serums already contain hyaluronic acid for instant radiance. Estee Lauder, Shiseido, Johnson & Johnson, Millie Bobby Brown and Kylie Jenner's skincare lines all vouch for and contain hyaluronic acid. Let's actually define this molecule that every company seems to be backing as a biological horse these days. HA is an anionic, non-sulfated glycosminoglycan distributed widely throughout connective, epithelial, and neural tissues. (laughs) What if Lancome actually had this as the description? HA is a part of a family called glycosminoglycans. To explain, it's helpful to visualize where in your body there's a lot of these glycosminoglycans, The cartilage in your knees. The squishy, slimy, hydrated tissue of our knee joints that keeps us all grooving. The key word here is hydrated. HA binds many, many, many water molecules. Imagine the structure of HA is like an elongated toilet brush, a central backbone, and many water binding sites coming off of it. In actuality, HA has the ability to carry nearly a thousand times its weight in water. That's like you holding a blue whale. HA helps to plump and moisturize whatever tissue it's in, like cartilage, or brain, or skin. It is the ultimate in hydrophilicity, or water-loving, compared to hydrophobicity, water-fearing. In biology, if something is hydrophobic, it doesn't bind water, like oil. The bottom line here is, we want our skin to have as much HA as humanly possible. Here's what skincare companies have to engineer. All of these lotions and potions tell us they have HA, which I don't doubt... The thing is, hyaluronic acid and the water it binds is only useful in the dermis, not the epidermis. Here, I must do a quick evolutionary segue. When your hands and feet get wrinkled in the bath, it's not because the skin is absorbing water. It was noticed that people with nerve damage to the hands never got pruny wrinkling of the fingers or palms, so the wrinkling is caused by a nervous system reaction. Specifically, Soaking in water for a while tells the capillaries in your hands to shrink, which causes the puckering of the skin. The one theory with the largest level of agreement is that it's an evolutionary advantage to help us grip things better if we're underwater. So how do we get the HA past the epidermis to the dermis? The epidermal barrier is actually really difficult to get compounds and drugs through, but then again, that's literally the purpose of the epidermis. In the end, it's all rather intuitive. The epidermis is a very tight barrier of closely bound cells a large molecule with a high molecular weight is less likely to penetrate the epidermis if the molecule has a low molecular weight it's physically smaller and has a higher chance of making it through the epidermis to the dermis to hydrate our skin to keep us young radiant brand loyal how much ha actually makes it to the dermis honestly per product it's impossible to say there is some evidence that HA on the epidermis causes keratinocytes to overhydrate, swell, burst open, and thereby provide a clearer path to the dermis below. Indeed, one could prepare one's own face for HA with a steamy basin of hot water to try achieve the same effect. The truth is, some HA will always make it to the dermis, and it might have a noticeable effect. Importantly, HA can't bind water molecules if there are none, 75% of us adults are chronically dehydrated, and by the time you feel thirsty, it's too late. And so, after 12 years of scientific education, including a doctorate, my parting advice to you this week is to drink water. That brings to an end another episode of Plastic Science. Tune in next week, where we will talk about the difference between poisons and toxins. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of others, and keep heart.